Welcome to Major Choices, a podcast all about designing the career you want. I'm Rachel Gerber, a career coach at Indiana University who works with hundreds of college students each year, helping them to navigate their own major choices in life. In 20 minutes or less, we're going to discuss how to explore your options, learn about yourself, and start to head down a career path that feels right for you. So think of me as your personal career coach in your feed on the go. This is episode 17. Can I change my mind? In today's episode, we're going to talk about changing directions, how to discern what to do if your particular path needs course correction. In the second half of our program, we're going to be kicking off a new segment this season called the Inside Scoop, which pulls back the curtain into the world of work. We get a real look into the best parts, the worst parts, and the unexpected parts of our jobs. Today, I'll be talking with Rafael Bajrona, a visual designer and co-founder of The Lightbox, which is a design firm in Goshen, Indiana, who works primarily with nonprofits for their marketing, branding, and advertising needs. It's a great conversation. So glad you're here. Thanks for sticking around. As you know, this podcast is all about how to navigate choices that we have in life, especially as it relates to choosing a career path. But what do you do if you've made your choice, but then realized in time it wasn't turning out to be what you expected it to be? If you've ever felt stuck, then I think Zoe's question will resonate with you today. Listen in. Hi, Rachel. So I came to college heart set on being a nurse. It's what I wanted to do ever since I was a little girl and broke my arm in the third grade. But now, a few months into the semester, with the chemistry and anatomy classes, I'm doing well enough in them, but if I'm honest, I really don't like them at all. Did I make a mistake? Can I change my mind, or is it too late? Zoe, thanks so much for taking the time to send in your question, and I usually work up to an answer, but today, I'm just going to start with it. Yes, you are allowed to change your mind. In fact, this might be one of the most courageous things you can do. You know, I've shared a little bit about my story in previous episodes before, but I think it warrants telling it again. I started my own college experience dead set on being a physical therapist. I was a high school and a soon-to-be college athlete, and I enjoyed my AP science classes. I was interested in the medical profession, but I knew I didn't want to spend my life in med school and wanted a more predictable working schedule that I knew that what, you know, nursing or another type of pre-professional health major would allow. So being a Physical therapist just seemed like a great choice for me. I did my career development diligence, and I even job shadowed a local PT who worked with special needs babies, and I loved the experience in high school. I mean, wouldn't this be a great fit once I got off to college? Well, who knows? (laughs) But my first semester, I had chemistry at 8 o'clock, and I had biology class at 9 o'clock. And even though, like you, I performed functionally well in them, I just knew my heart was not in it. I could not fathom going on one more semester. And the thing is, is I didn't have a plan B anywhere in sight. And it was all confusing. I mean, didn't I do all the right things to prepare for this choice? I mean, if I was doing well academically and it was a solid professional option with good benefits, why wouldn't I just keep going? You know, I had no other answer than that my heart knew differently. Here's the thing, Zoe. We don't often know why or how our life twists and turns. We simply look at our life and know that we're on a path heading in a direction that just doesn't fit anymore. It's not necessarily that you did anything wrong, but things just changed. 
what I realized and what I hope in time you will too is that the focus can't be so much about what's wrong as it is is about what is the path inviting me to. And what I mean is this, is that our choices, our experiences, they're all part of a larger whole. It's a part of this larger path called life that we walk, right? And initially, I felt really lost while finishing out my fall semester because leading up to college, physical therapy was my thing. It was what I was going to be. And like I said before, I hadn't actually given much thought to plan B. And it sounds like this might be the case for you too. And although it was super disorienting, I came to see it actually as a gift because in time it pointed me towards something else that fit me even better. So looking back, I think what I was really attracted to with physical therapy was the helping aspect. I wanted to work with people and I wanted to help them function, be, perform at their best. And luckily there's a lot of ways that one can be a helper in this world. Overall, the course of my life since college and my subsequent major of elementary education, um, you know, even though that's changed, my life mission has remained the same. Although the expressions of it has changed according to the needs of my own particular seasons of life. I mean, I've had a lot of jobs. I've been a resident hall director, a teacher, a minister, a published author, a stay-at-home parent, a speaker, a career coach, you know, but that common thread of helping and empowering others is consistent. And I'll venture a guess that it will always be, even if and when my job title changes. We can often talk ourselves out of listening to that still small voice that whispers to us that we aren't heading in the right direction. As logically, we loudly remind ourselves of the lucrative careers, the power, the prestige, the admiration, the security, whatever it is. And the whole thing is, is that it's sneaky because we can ignore that little whisper and just continue to move on life through an autopilot. But what's the cost, Zoe? Is it more joy? Is it more peace, more purpose? You know, it's never too late to change course. Now, it may be too late to change a particular major and graduate on time, but you will always have agency to choose how you want to engage your life and how you choose to express it in the world of work. So here's just a few best practices to get clear on what it is you really want. Number one, get quiet and be honest with yourself. Chances are you already know, but you just need a booster shot of courage to step towards it. So follow your energy. Where does your heart sing and where does it feel heavy? Number two, consider the question. If money and time were no object, what would you do? This helps us to start dreaming and to brainstorm these possibilities. But here's the thing. Yeah, moving to the South Pacific and spearfishing for a job might not be completely realistic. But dig deeper when you consider your answer to this question. What does your answer tell you that you're actually really longing for? Is it more adventure? Is it to work outside? Is it opportunities to interact with nature? You see where I'm going? Number three, talk with people who are doing cool things that you respect. Ask them to share their journey with you. And you might be surprised to see the winding journey that they have also been on to. Most people, at least people who are listening deeply to their life, have these. Number four, Find your career coach and talk with them about how you're feeling. This is literally our job, to coach you through these places of feeling stuck, to help you identify who you are, what you want, and new pathways to get there. Zoe, know that I'm cheering for you to listen deeply. We can't rush clarity, but we can be present and we can be curious knowing that in time the clouds will clear and the stars will shine. Thanks so much for your question. 
Are you interested in going to law school or pursuing a career in healthcare? The Health Professions and Pre-Law Center, or HIPLIC, is here to help. HIPLIC has helped thousands of IU students succeed in gaining admission to law school, medical school, and other professional programs, and they want to help you too. HIPLIC advisors meet one-on-one with students to create an individualized plan for success and offer low-cost courses to help you get ready for the LSAT or MCAT. Ready to learn more? Check out hiplic.indiana.edu. That's hiplic.indiana.edu and start your journey towards a rewarding career. Now on Major Choices, we are talking about the inside scoop, looking into the world of work and talking with somebody who is actually doing the thing. Today, I'm thrilled to have Rafael Barona with us. He is co-owners of Lightbox. But before I give away too much information, I just want to say welcome, Rafael. How are you today? Hi there. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you are here to give about the inside scoop all about what you are doing. So why don't you just jump in, tell us, introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do in this amazing world of work and how long you've been doing it. Yeah, sure. Thanks so much again for having me. Uh, It is a pleasure to be here. Um, The short answer is is I'm a designer. There's uh, clearly uh, much more to it than that. And there's all kinds of design and designers Um, but that's kind of at least the larger bucket or category that people can kind of conceptualize. Awesome. Uh, So I'm, I'm also a partner at, uh, Lightbox that you mentioned. We are a design firm specializing in visual identity and branding. And specifically we do that for nonprofits. Um, and so that, that really entails a variety of, of different kinds of work and touch points. It's a little bit of uh, marketing as well, some advertising stuff, both print and digital. Awesome. So tell us like a little bit, what does your general day-to-day work entail as a designer specialist? Yeah. So every day is, is pretty different. Um, but there is usually some kind of combination of, of kind of office or studio work, which is, you know, responding to email, you know, keeping up with design news, things like this. There's there's client meetings, um, project management, um, art direction, which is uh, kind of uh, instructing others in our in our group or giving critique and feedback, uh, and then doing some of the creative di- design myself uh, as well. Um, the last one is is my favorite, that creative <laughs> aspect. I was just Am gonna. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Keep going. Well, I was just going to say, I, I, me personally, then I usually, you know, when you talk about a, a typical work day, I like to start my day kind of in a more analog fashion, you know, a cup of coffee with my planner. And I spend some time meditating and kind of just figuring out what are the most important tasks I want to, I want to do for the day. But then from there, it really does vary from day to day. Okay. So you touched on a little bit about what you love most. Do you want to explain mm-hmm. a little bit more about what that entails, that design element? Yeah, sure. So, you know, I've always had a uh, creative aspect to myself and, you know, people refer to me as an artist often, and that's had different expressions. Um, I did music for a while um, and, uh, you know, I always liked drawing and and that sort of thing, but I kind of discovered design later on in life. So when, when I was in school, I was kind of instructed like, well, just, you know, study what you think is interesting. And for me, that was, that was people. And I went the psychology route. Um, and while I don't, 
uh, like I actually use what I learned on a day-to-day -day basis because, you know, we interact with people all the time and, and with the work that we do, it's important to understand what people's understandings and motivations are. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the creative aspect of design is a little bit different than art because it's much more geared around problem solving. Mm. And so it's also much more, uh, collaborative. And so when you're an artist, you, you know, you can kind of go on your own and you're expressing something with design. There are definite visual elements and, um, aesthetics that are involved, but it's also, like I said about problem solving. So it's usually, you know, someone will, will come to you and they'll have some issue in their, in their business or with their uh, nonprofit, you know, we're trying to reach a new audience or we have this new management and we want to rebrand um, or we need a new website. Uh, and so, you know, with each of those uh, kind of needs, uh, there's an assessment kind of, of what are the issues at play here? Uh, who are the people involved? You know, who are you most trying to reach? Um, what, what are the dynamics of your group? What is your competition doing? How can you differentiate? There's all of these different factors um, that are part of our design process. And specifically that, that beginning part is what we call discovery. Uh -huh. um, and then before we even, you know, get pens out or start pushing pixels on a screen, um, we're doing a lot of conversation and trying to understand what's going on here what's the problem and then what's the way that we can best help you out. So you re there really is this, like you said, you started off by like psychology. So there is really this depth of understanding people and also how to communicate together clearly to sort of get in their heads and figure out what they really want to say. Yeah. That's great. Absolutely. Fascinating. Yeah. And you know, people vary because some mm -hmm. people come in with very strong sense sensibilities, either of design or aesthetics um, or, or the problem. Um, but they maybe don't know how to articulate it. Yeah. Um, and other people have no idea. They just know like, well, I'm supposed to have a website. Everyone has a website. Uh, and so there's also this really great educational aspect too, on, you know, what design is and what it can do for people. And it's not, it is not just about making things look nice. I mean, that's a very important aspect. Um, because we are all visual creatures and we, uh, for the most part, you know, all kind of gravitate towards, um, certain kinds of things, uh, visually, but, um, yeah, it's much more, um, about kind of assessing the situation and, and that interaction to, to be able to accomplish something. Great. So we talked about a little bit about what you love. What is mm -hmm. some of the most, like, what's one of the, maybe the most challenging aspects of your role? would you say? Yeah. So, uh, for sure, I would say it's, it's the balancing act. Uh. Um, and, and this is maybe more, more particular to, to me or, um, individuals who have kind of chosen to follow, uh, a, a route, a career route for design that is more like freelancing as opposed to working within a studio or being more of a, um, uh, kind of a cog in, in, in the bigger machine, uh, in some way. Um, and so, you know, I really had to, I had a really big learning curve because besides all of the design stuff that I had been learning, I had to learn all this business stuff. Uh, so, you know, from, from 
uh, you know, the from the financial kinds of things or setting up the businesses, there's some of that, but a lot of it really is about relationships and how you interact with clients, how you network, how you kind of get discovered, how you get recommended. Those are all things that I felt pretty in the dark about and, and had, had to learn them on my own, um, to some degree. Luckily I was in a really supportive community. I, I felt actually almost kind of pushed into starting a business. <laughs> you know, people were just so encouraging and, and I had a lot of trepidation about it. Um, and, and I had for, for several years, I felt like I was just kind of figuring things out. It's only been in, you know, more recently, two, three uh, years where I feel like, okay, I have my frameworks, I have my process down. Uh, and then uh, last year in January, I took on a partner and things have really kind of exploded since then to where we have been able to figure out, you know, our, our giftings and, and how to balance that and who does what. Mm -hmm. um, so that interpersonal dynamic is, is also something that's uh, very important. But, but there is a great deal of intention that needs to be there. Uh, and it can be challenging, you know, when you see things differently right. with than other people. Um, but, you know, to, to kind of bring it back around to your question, it's, it's challenging to like wear the, for a long time, I was felt like I was wearing different hats, right? I was, I was for my business. I was the marketing person. I was the, the sales person. I was the customer service. Oh, and I also have to like make everything too. Um, <laughs> That's a, lot. That's of, a lot. Yeah, no, it was. And I, I felt often like I was spinning my wheels. Um, it was also a wonderful learning experience because I got that kind of holistic top to bottom sense of what it means to run a business. And as we've grown, then now we can have some other people helping in with these different aspects and things feel a little bit more balanced. Yeah, that's great. So someone who's just sort of starting out, maybe in college, looking to sort of explore if graphic design or working in some type of a design firm is going to be good for them. Like what additional training do you recommend for them? Or, you know, are there any sort of growth opportunities? You know, I know you're your own business, you know, owner. And so, mm -hmm. um, yeah, sort of those two questions maybe together, um, from sure. the student perspective also, as well as like, once you are sort of in that business world, like where do you sort of see yourself going? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, from an educational perspective, you know, an MFA is kind of the, the terminal degree you can get. It's the top level in terms of, ed of education. Um, but you really are employing a, a myriad of skills. And I, and I took a very non-traditional route to arrive where I am. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I, I mentioned earlier, I was a, a psych major. And then I, I bounced around a lot. I did a lot of different things. You know, I, I played music. I worked in a poster shop. I worked, um, you know, for an environmental jobs company. Uh, I just, I did a lot of different things. And for a period of time, I did feel a little bit like, what am I doing here? Like, why don't I have that one thing that I love and I'm good at? And, you know, I have that path forward. Um, and what I discovered later was that I was actually picking up really important skills all along the way. And so, you know, my, my general advice, you know, to people who are, who are younger, starting out exploring, I think that's fine. I think that's great. Um, I think you can also have a degree of intention there. So, you know, you may be working at a coffee shop or somewhere, 
somewhere like that, that doesn't maybe feel like that's where you want to be forever. No problem. But you should be like thinking about, you know, how am I interacting with people? You know, when I worked kind of in retail settings, like getting a sense of how people, uh, you know, how, how to interact with, with, with uh, clients and customers. That's like super important for what we do. Um, so really kind of understanding people that can kind of happen anywhere. Um, of course you can always hone your skills. And so the other facet about the work that we do is there are certain design principles that are kind of timeless. Um, but technology is changing trends change. There's new ways of doing things. Um, and there's all these different kinds of design. I mentioned this at the top, right? You can be a graphic designer. Uh, you can be a UI or UX designer, which looks at how people interact with different interfaces and how they how their journeys and how they problem solve. You know, you can be, um, maybe you're into motion design, right? So then there's video elements. Um, and you can keep adding kind of to your arsenal of skills. Um, it, it helps to round things out and it helps you to understand what design is and its impact can be uh, kind of the longer you're in the field and the more you see all these different components of communicating. That's a great answer. I love that because, because there, like you said, there are some elements of design that are absolutely timeless and yet the mm -hmm. world of work and sort of um, sort of how we interact with the mm -hmm. visual, <laughs> the visual spaces are continually right. changing. And so continuing to sort For of sure. hone and stay on that cutting edge of having those technical skills that one needs mm -hmm. to be able to continue to step forward is so important. So sure. great, great perspective. Um, yeah. Are there anything else like for someone considering this field, like other key factors for them to discern if they're going to be a good fit, you know, like personality type or things that they should be curious about or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, I think again, with design, I think there's a little bit of something for everyone. You mm -hmm. know, if you're kind of more reclusive and you just like to go off and make things, you can, you can find a career in design uh, and be more of a maker and maybe you sell things online and you're not interacting with people a ton um, or a web designer. Um, but I, I do think it is important uh, to kind of surround yourself with, you know, other designers. I think design is especially conducive to collaboration. Mm -hmm. um, if you're going more of like a, a business route, um, you know, networking is, is critical. Um, and that was, that was something that I really needed to grow into. Uh, you know, my personality, I think when I don't know people tends to be more shy and I, I feel like I've really been able to, to blossom if I can kind of, uh, pat myself on the back a little bit. Um, and I've really kind of lived out that, that nugget you hear that it's not necessarily what you know, but who, you know, uh, -huh. uh in the business world that really does, does go far. <clears throat> um, and starting out, especially, you know, you, you can kind of start to build recommendations yeah. um, and, and things like that, which are, are really important. Um, and I, the final thing I would say is, yeah, just having that community, supportive community, it doesn't necessarily need to be other designers, but just, you know, find your cheerleaders, find your people mm. who, who really, uh, you know, believe in you and, and can sometimes remind you uh, you know, of who you are and why, what you're doing and why you're doing it, because there will be difficult times and having someone else there to, 
to give you that extra nudge is, is really such a gift. That's a great piece of it. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yes. Know your people and have, have those mm-hmm. cheerleaders. Cause that's so important to mm-hmm. just get us through life and work. So great piece. Yeah. Yeah. Is there any last minute sort of piece of advice that you would have for somebody just getting start out, started out, or you could sort of choose which way you want to answer this question. What do you wish you would have known when you were just getting started? Yeah. Well, I wish I would have known all of it. <laughs> like <laughs> I said, all. I, yeah, I mean, I do feel uh, like I, I, in some ways I, I went to the school of hard knocks. I didn't take the traditional educational route. So I was learning a lot about the field on my own, you know, via online tools uh, and, and of which there are now there's such a proliferation uh, and, and things like Skillshare or even YouTube you know, Linda, there's all kinds of video tutorials. So if you want to hone in on a specific skill, you can really do that. Uh, um, But also on the business side too, like there's uh, like all sorts of channels and books, you know, I think design is a field much like a lot of fields, but where you're always growing, you're always learning more. There's always um, ways to keep getting better at what you do. Um, And, uh, yeah, I have, I have really, when I, when I sit back or when I look back, excuse me, and, and think about where I was when I started, I just, I can see the, the deer in the headlights, you know, uh, what am I doing? Like Mm -hmm. I was figuring so many things out. Um, so, you know, I wish to, to bring it back again to your question, I wish I would have, uh, known on a practical level, you know, that, um, there are these, uh, uh, tools and there are people who can help you. Mm. Um, one of the things that I really try to do, especially with people who are, um, younger and again, starting out is I I like to share what I've learned because that's, I wish I would have had someone who said, Hey, this is what the design landscape looks like, you know, currently in my community or just broader. These are some people you should connect with, you know, uh, here are some books you should read, subscribe to this YouTube channel, check out this Skillshare class, Mm -hmm. you know, um, as a way of, of just, uh, providing that, um, that really important basis for, for, for growth as you, as you move forward. Yeah. In, in one way, could I say that is to seek out a mentor or seek out somebody that can also sort of journey alongside with you as you continue to, to grow and develop. Yeah. That's yeah. It can be a, it can be a mentor. It can be Mm -hmm. other community people Uh and, and a mentor doesn't necessarily need to be someone, you know, I mean, you can follow uh, someone you really admire and still learn from them and they might have no idea you exist, right? That's the beauty Great of the point. age that we live in. Yes. Um, but if you can find a mentor, I mean, yeah, that is a, uh, like the, the, the super highway for growth um, because yeah. of that relationship. Oh man. Well, what a rich conversation. Thank you so much for sharing a little bit about the inside scoop of graphic design and design and all that kind of stuff. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. That was Rafael Barahona, the owner of the light box in Goshen, Indiana, here to talk with us all about the world of design. (laughs) 
friends. Thanks so much for joining us today on Major Choices, a podcast all about designing the career you want. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Major Choices, rate us and leave a review. It really does help others out there who are looking for career advice to find us. As always, we hope that this conversation sparks something within you to reflect on as you design your own path ahead. These decisions can often weigh heavy, but remember, you're never alone. So if you need help locating your career coach, you can contact us at iucareer at indiana.edu. Finally, in the words of Emily P. Friedman, just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it forever. Until next time, friends, be well.